you are cordially invited to the manor in the woods, where an evening of discussion is being held by the O'Brien siblings. Catherine, the encyclopedia, Carolyn, the bookworm, Madeline, the wild card, and Mackenzie, the eclectic. Join them in the study where there will be talk of murder, robbery, deception, and conveniently cloaked figures. So get cozy, pour yourself a cuppa, and join us for mostly murder. But sometimes not. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Mostly Murder But Sometimes Not, a podcast where four siblings get together to talk about mysteries. My name's Katie, and I'm hosting this episode. And I ruin everything. <laughs> Seriously, you were on your phone, and that's why you didn't hear that we were supposed to be quiet. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what are we waiting for, guys? <laughs> uh, we need some silence. I got that after I spoke. <laughs> okay, Apologies, anyway. but Maddie ruined everything. Maddie Hi. ruined everything. Hi, Maddie. I'm Carrie. And I'm Mac. All right. <laughs> Great job, everyone. So, today we are talking about a show called The Mentalist. Are you ready to learn about it, guys? Mm. I yes. can't wait. Yeah. Oh I was, God. we'll get into it, but I was reading the Wikipedia and I was like, oh, this is interesting and not what we watched kind of at all. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of picked that up. Wait. We can talk about it in a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. The Mentalist is a CBS crime procedural. It ran for seven seasons from 2008, important to note, to 2015. It's about a man named Patrick Jane who had a former career as a psychic medium, but is now helping law enforcement solve crimes in Sacramento. The gag is he's not actually psychic. He's just really proficient in cold reading, hypnosis, psychology, and is super observant. He became a consultant because five years before the pilot, he claimed on his psychic medium platform to have helped the police profile a serial killer named Red John. And so Red John got mad and killed his wife and daughter. So while he helps solve the individual cases, like, episodically, he's really seeking connections and information and wants to catch Red John. But none of that matters for the episode we watched. No. <laughs> I mean, we purposefully I looked for one that wasn't, you know, plot heavy in the main Yeah, story. I didn't even know there was fake psychic in this. I, thought, yeah. I know. I was like, is I this thought- a... Like, did this start somewhere and go somewhere else completely? It's so weird because, like, you're like, what is this guy even doing with the police? I think I, we yeah. can give Katie an opportunity to explain why this episode's gimmick seemed very different. <laughs> it was very, yeah, like, being thrown in the deep end of a pool. But do you remember we had trouble finding... I was like, who is this Red John character and why is he in every episode synopsis? Yeah, it was That's annoying. why. Yeah. <laughs> So, did you also notice that all of the um, episode titles like had something? Most of them. There were a couple that didn't, but most of them had something to do with the color red. Oh no! That's why this one called Russet Potatoes. Oh, oh. because wow. when they di- they didn't have actual russet potatoes, they always just said potatoes. Wow. Yeah. Wait, hmm. I was gonna say, were there actually any potatoes in this episode? No, not, not in a real single life. potato. So it would be very weird to just like to say russet potatoes. Yeah. So and now you know why. It's literally only because of the red thing. You know, might, John, the you red might notice a slightly more casual approach to how we've formatted this episode, and that's partially because, much like our Hounds of Baskerville episode a while ago, 
we aren't actually recording this all in the same space. So if we're interrupting each other, that's not lag. We're just rude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey. And I don't have to edit around it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Summary, please. Do you want the summary? Please. It's yes. lasted two minutes. You're welcome. Okay. So we watched season one, episode 18, called Russet Potatoes. In the episode's opener, a man named Carl walks into the police department dragging the dead body of Mary Beth Hendricks in a rug, but upon questioning is adamant that he was dragging a sack of potatoes. Jane posits that Carl has been hypnotized, and quite powerfully, enough that Jane cannot break the hypnosis without knowing the trigger implanted in Carl. After speaking with the victim's sister, Lindsay, they are led to her employer, a famed hypnotherapist slash neuro-linguistic programmer, Dr. Royston Daniel, as well as his second-in-command, Rick Tiegler. Things go back and forth for a while with some red herrings and new information, including the discovery that Dr. Daniel was in a relationship with Mary Beth, Carl was taking neuro-linguistic programming classes, and Rick Tiegler actually confessing that he woke up next to Mary Beth's dead body with the weapon in his hand, But things come to a head when Agent Rigsby snaps and violently and uncharacteristically breaks Dr. Daniel's nose during an interrogation. It becomes clear the agent has also been deeply hypnotized, and after a failed attempt to break him out of it, Jane follows him to where the killer is waiting for the agent to appear and finish their plan. We discover Lindsay, jealous of her sister's relationship with Dr. Daniel and wanting him for herself, planned this whole thing and hypnotized Carl, Rick Tiegler, and Agent Rigsby to carry out her dastardly plot. She tries to use a gun and her control over Rigsby and Tiegler to kill Dr. Daniel as he doesn't want her, but Jane ends up saving the day by figuring out the psychic trigger to break Agent Rigsby out of his trance state and regain control of the situation, which he does. The end. Oh my god. (laughs) So So no psychics, just hypnosis. So, okay. I'm going to well, start with Maddie. I'm going to start with Maddie. Have you ever seen any second of the show before? Nope. Do you know about it? I feel like I have seen the actor before. Simon okay. Baker. That's it. So you've probably seen, like, a promo for the show. Maybe. All right. Carrie. Um, I, yes, I have seen some of this show before. Uh, Danielle really liked it, so sometimes we would just have it on at the condo. Um... Simon Baker was in The Devil Wears Prada, so that might be where you know him from. Simon Baker. Yep. Okay. Um, (laughs) I don't know that. Um, Ricky Baker. Yeah, I know that. Thank you. And uh, it's funny, I think I have actually seen parts of this episode before. Really? So out of every one that we picked, out of all of the seven seasons... You've actually seen the one we randomly picked. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the whole thing before, but I do remember um, the agent kissing the other agent because Danielle was like really into that. Gross. Will they, won't they? We can t- we're going to talk about that. Okay. Okay. Mac. Complete stranger. This show is bad head and face. <laughs> Next. What? Bad head and face? I'm trying. Okay. I, tr- I wanted to say the word dumb, but you're not supposed to use it anymore. So. No. Oh, it's silly. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's um, foolish. Pointless. Boring. It's... Bad head and face. We can all agree. <laughs> so bow. Totally bow. Formulaic. Super bow. There we go. <laughs> so bow. There we go. We're gonna bring it back. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I have also literally never seen the the show, but I did know the premise because, because of Psych. Because of all the jokes on Psych about the show. 
I thought... I only thought that because you said fake psychic in yeah. the synopsis. Yeah. And I was like, did psych do, like, a crossover? So, did they ever... the reason I said 2008 was important is because psych premiered in 2006. And psych... We're not going to talk about it, because we're going to do it sometime. At some point. Soon, probably. Been th- like, what, three, four years we've been doing this? I know. Someone needs to pick it as a choose. And like, it's it's on three or four years. I almost picked it as a choose. 2017. 2017. You know what I think it is? It's because it's our, our, our episodes are so oversaturated with different versions of the same characters that we do more of, like, Sherlock Holmes than we do these interesting other ones. Mm-hmm. But we didn't start releasing until 2000. Like, 19. 18, I think. Maybe. I think the fall of 18. Yeah. I don't know. We had recorded a lot before we started. Anyway. Yeah. Remember we were going to release it while Maddie was on the PCT and then we never did. Yeah. We just <laughs> didn't. We just didn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I... Psych is about someone who is pretending to be a psychic but is actually just super observant and smart and he helps the Santa Barbara police solve crime. And this guy helps the Sacramento police solve crime, so it's totally different. Absolutely I was going to say, different. it's definitely not the same premise at all. Because at yeah. no point did the guy, like, pretend to be a psychic in this episode. He was just somebody who knew a lot about hypnosis. Yeah. Well, that's well in I'm... the very beginning, he made, like, a weird prediction. But I thought this it was just kind of a, a weird chauvinist, like, observation thing, where it's like, oh, she's wearing red in a short skirt. She's having an affair. And I'm just over here like, man. I want to point out, though, there is a difference because Patrick Jane fully admits he's not psychic. So, like, he had a whole career as a psychic medium where he's pretending to be psychic until his family was murdered. And so now he's he has told the police, like, I'm not actually psychic. I'm just super awesome at what I do. He does, like, cold reading. He does, like, stuff that they were doing in, like, the turn of the century mentalist shows that they would do. Yeah. So, like, the cold reading is, like, that's kind of, like, what... The that thing that we talked about before that like Sherlock does, except he never actually does it in front of people. He just like knows all this stuff about people. Yeah. So that's the cold reading part, like in the beginning of this. And he was like, that lady, she's having an affair. And they're like, no way. Okay. Always they have to, the thing they split hairs on every single one of these shows where it's like, we bring in a weird expert and he's usually paired up with a no-nonsense lady detective because the woman has to be the buzzkill. Or opposite with Bones. Sometimes, yes. But... I, I don't know. Or assistant with Mom. I don't know. Booth yep. isn't like a specialist or some kind of like... He's not no, a No, fa- she's the specialist and he's the no-nonsense FBI agent. Yeah. Yeah. He's not it's... a no-nonsense. He's very nonsense. No, no, I think... Did they, you see they the man's terms, socks? They mean in terms of who's like the specialist and who's the, the, the law. The law. Right. But yeah. what I mean is when they bring somebody into a pre-existing department. So it's your psychs, it's your castles, it's your mentalists. Mm-hmm. The justification in psych is that people in the Santa Barbara Police Department are evidently very gullible and believe in psychics a lot. Meanwhile, the justification in Castle is Rick Castle is a rich white guy and he pretty much just gets whatever he wants. Yeah. The justification with this one, I feel like might have been a little bit more difficult because this is a man saying, Hi. I'm a known shyster, and I'm willing to admit that I am a fake psychic to this entire department, but I'm awesome, so you should definitely let me into an area with a lot of privileged information. It's a power move. To, yeah. co- to co-work along with a bunch of actual detectives. BDE. Interesting. So I was reading about the show a little bit, and the creator, whose name I didn't write down, said that he wanted this character to be part Sherlock Holmes and part street psychic. 
part helpful detective and part con artist. And I was like, why would the police help? Like, he's a known con artist. None of those, none of those things sound like somebody you'd want to work with. No, especially in law enforcement. I think maybe not this particular character, but somebody with his skill set could be useful. Not the hypnosis, because we need to get into that, but, (laughs) like, the cold reading and, like, the... He can pick up people's tells. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if somebody's lying, like, he can, like, follow, like, their facial cues and stuff. And, like, the legitimacy of that, quote-unquote, art, I won't attest to, but, like, in this world, it could be useful. It is an art. Like, it's true that it's a thing. Yeah. There's, like, body language experts Using it to, like, con people is bad, but... Yeah, but there are, like, body language experts, like, in departments, like the FBI or whatever, whatever. And so I could see how it would be useful. We should talk about how there are never any hypnotists specialists in any law enforcement. That's really strange. Yeah. Yeah. Because you think it'd be really useful. I know. But... We've seen that happen in other shows where they bring in a hypnotherapist, which apparently is a thing. Ooh. So hypnotherapy is real? Quote. I imagine. So I could put somebody into a sleeper state and have them do whatever I want as long as it's not against their, like, moral code. Yeah, their deepest desires. (laughs) That is not hypnotherapy. Can I say, yes, have any of you seen the first season of The Sinner with Jessica Biel? No. Nope. Oh my god. Just you. It's really, really good. It's also really, like, different from stuff like this. But they do hypnotherapy with the character. Um, and it's not like, I'm gonna hypnotize you and make you look like a chicken. It's like, I'm going to calm you down, put you in, like... A relaxed state and help you like with a memory or something so it's you're like in a safe space you're with the therapist person and like they keep you mentally safe and help you to um approach things in your psyche perhaps a traumatic past in a way that doesn't um scare you or whatever so and then they teach you to assassinate <laughs> some major political figure kind of like i am captain america yeah hypnotist have you seen the, comic. the movie trance no i think that's the plot it's james mcavoy is an art thief and he stole some art for someone but then he gets hit in the head and he forgot how where where he stashed it that sounds amazing so his okay um i think it's a danny boyle movie the person who hired him to, like, the mob people or whatever, hire Rosario Dawson, who's a hypnotherapist, to put him under to so that he remembers where he stashed the art. But obviously, she, I think there's, like, ulterior motives, and he ends up, like, forgetting other things, and it's a whole thing. Man, what a what a cool storyline. So it's like, I heist, like that. heist, it's a great storyline. Heist, heist turns to brain heist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hypnosis but, and hypnotherapy are not at all like what we saw in this episode. Oh, this, yeah. oh, I had a lot of problems. Oh my god. There were like moments when something would happen on the screen and like every single one of us lifted up their notebook and started writing. Okay. Can we can we please talk about where it all came to a ridiculous beautiful bonkers head when there were three different hypnotized yes. people okay like, yes two of them with guns i need to okay i need to i need to i need to sum up what happened at the end of this episode okay so too loud okay so main <laughs> hypnotist guy the guy who runs the nlp thing he is suddenly approached by his assistant 
and the assistant has a hypnotized detective with her, and the detective knocks the guy out. She brings it out. Uh, she uh, has the detective bring the main guy who runs this hypnotist center over to the ledge with the intent to make him throw him over. Then, suddenly, main handsome shyster detective shows up and is like, hey, I'm here to try to argue on behalf of the detective's mind. And then she flips the detective on the guy. And then... Uh, Lisbon. Lisbon shows up. Uh, like the strict no-nonsense lady detective shows up, points a gun, and then third hypnotized person whose name I have completely forgotten. Rigsby. Rigsby? Teagsby. So, anyway... So basically, it was, uh, I've got you surrounded. No, I've got you surrounded. No, I've got you surrounded. No, the guy I hypnotized has you surrounded. No, the guy I hypnotized has a gun to that guy's head. It was so ridiculous. It's the Spider-Man meme. I hated except it. Except with guns. It was the Spider-Man meme, except with guns, and some of those people are hypnotized and don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and showed up And showed up in the background. Tinkler is the one I'm interested in, because there's the whole notion of, like, where was he until he pointed the gun at the hand, at the back of like until he what was it at, on no the fire escape? Oh, Lisbon. Lisbon. He was hanging off the side by. His so he was he was so she was like I'm not gonna use him just yet. I've still got primary detective over here, but if I need Tegler, I'm just gonna bring him in just in case a second person comes on board. I she mean, probably hypno- hypnotically told him to just hide until I shout at you. Yeah, just in case. But then that that I that in- says that she might have anticipated somebody coming up yes. and ruining her initial plans. But it I, that I I hate those scenes where it's like, no, you don't realize. I planned around your plan because I knew the plan that you'd be planning to plan around my plan, which you were around I aware of. I love those scenes. It's just I like... No, it's just so... It's backup, you know? It's kind of like when you create your campaigns, you make so many things that your characters will never touch. I make a lot of things that my characters will never touch, but I'm never like, just in case they don't... Uh, just in case they get through this fight too easily, I'm gonna say that the bad guys have ghosts inside of them that can fight them afterwards. Right, but like there's that's you, actually a good idea. You cre- write that down. You create <laughs> these instances like to build a world, and some of it is just because, just because like in case you need it. And it was very similar with this person. She was like. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I this isn't part of her plan initially. At first, it was just to get rid of her sister because she loved that guy. But then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that guy doesn't love me. He'll never love me, so I'm going to kill him. But then, so I have to hypnotize this detective. And so there's, I don't think it was necessarily a well-thought-out plan, but... It's just the notion that I've set aside resources just in case my current plan goes bad in a very specific way. What is a resource? Like, it's just her telling this dude. A hypnotized dude that looks like the creepy guy at the end of the bar. Tigler is a really weird guy. How much does she need to, like, how much effort does she need to put forth to hypnotize this dude? She already did it. Like, it's not like she has to, like, do a lot of things in order to get him there. She's probably just calling him up and be like, hey, why don't you show up? So she's... Okay, that makes a lot of sense, but then why would you hide Tegler until he jumped out of the shadows? Look, I know the exact reason why it is in narrative. It's because TV writers are hacks. Uh, But in in universe, it's just this, it's the notion of, I've decided, he's hanging off the side of the building just in case I need him to jump over. I know, but it's just, where's, it's, it, it implies a scene before she even goes up to the head of the NLP 
like a, like this main guy that she's trying to kill. It implies that there's a scene before that where she says, "Okay, Tiglo, thank you for coming. Um, go up onto the roof, and I need you to hide in a dark corner. And you're just gonna kind of stay there until I shout for you. Okay? Okay, we get Nobody it. Nobody cares. We get it. It's weird. It's ridiculous. If we didn't like it. If you the know first what? plan, I think it's smart. It's not a bad idea, but watching it all play out was ridiculous. I know. It was yeah. a silly thing. Yes. If, if the, I think the premise itself is silly, which oh, then yes. leads everything else following to be even sillier. Earlier on, hypnosis. Earlier on in the episode, when main shyster detective, I don't remember names. Jane. Uh, Jane shows up and it's like, oh man, I've heard of these crimes. That implies that there's... An entire universe where hypnosis crimes are both common and must be prepared for. <laughs> hypnosis crimes! <laughs> Hypno crimes. Well, okay. Can we get I into... I want to write that book. <laughs> Neuro-linguistic programming? Yeah. It's like simultaneously an MLM and also... Yes. Yeah. A cult. Yes. And also hypnotism is fake. But That's like, what I said. This feels like a cult. It it's is. Abs- it's, I was leaning more MLM. But I mean, MLMs are kind of like a cult. They yeah. are absolutely true. Essentially, yes. I, I, I mean, I, cults are like MLMs. They're a structured cult that has more thought and put into it. Other than I think an MLM has a cult usually is a one cult leader and like followers, whereas an MLM is like a triangle. So there's like layers. It's a pyramid scheme. But a pyramid I mean, scheme like cult. cults also have like a a hierarchy within them yeah. as True. well. And it's I, like, hey, you need to pick up like six people at the mall today. If you <laughs> if you took the hierarchy and structure of an MLM and applied it to a cult, it would look exactly the same. It's like, no, 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 now you've reached black diamond level robes and then you'll get up to platinum diamond level but, robes. And once you get to sky <laughs> diamond level robes, then you get the car. Ooh. Then you get... It's just that... But do you think... That I When I was watching it, I was like, there are like seminars and stuff like this about how to manipulate other people using like your skill skills and body language and whatever oh like um the creepy dudes yeah i know who you're talking about negging and stuff like that oh yeah yeah yeah. i was like a pickup artist there's a lot of yes scary yes got a narrow pickup artists like the pickup artists who are like oh if you like Give a girl a compliment, but then put her down a little bit. She'll be like, oh my god, I want her to compliment yeah, yeah. me again. All the steps, and you'll get all the But chicks. you know what? Sometimes that mm. stuff works. Because and it's about psychology, yes. not neuro-linguistic programming. <laughs> the well, notion the of it, though, is that the potato, audience is a mark potato. for the person that's yeah. holding. Russet. Yeah, yeah russet <laughs> potato. Like, the, like the, people, potato. <laughs> the people they're advertising to, the people in the crowds of these things, be they an MLM or a hypnosis workshop or yeah. a pickup artist workshop, is that everybody in the audience are the people who are being taken advantage of. Yes. But I feel like they're also commenting on the type of people who do this by putting Carl as our one example of someone who's taking this seminar. A yeah. car and boat salesman who desperately wants to rise up in the ranks. Aw, poor guy. And doesn't have people skills, and he's like, I I'm liked gonna... him. He was I did like, like him. I liked him, but I didn't like that they put him in there because it was like such a stereotype of like, here's the schlubby salesman, and we're going to use him as an example of, like, someone who's Silly so... Hypnotism. They literally have said more than once, like, he's so malleable and squishy. He's, like, so easy to manipulate. It was, like, it took two minutes. Well, like, it's kind of like a regular white dude who is not, like, top dog, really wanting to, like, being eager to please and, like, wanting to do everything right. I feel like we see a lot of those types of people. Yeah. In a, in a better show, they would have represented the notion that, like, because straight white guys like me 
have such a like higher echelon in society, anybody who doesn't have that is going to have some kind of inferiority complex that will make them want to excel despite the fact that in life they haven't. It's why, it's why, uh, like, there's a lot of people who's like, we don't have, uh, like, what, I have an advantage because I'm white? Look at me, I'm poor. And it's like, you can be poor and still have an advantage over other people in a certain circumstance. And so, I don't know. It's the notion that you would take a person who is supposed, culturally, quote-unquote, supposed to be higher up, and they're not there, that's going to invoke a lot of feelings of... What, what, what's resentment? Right? I don't know yeah, if resentment's the right word. Yeah, an inferiority complex is the closest one Inadequacy. I can think to. Yes. Like, there's something wrong with me, because I'm not I'm... where society tells me I need to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if... Uh, the, I, I get why they would portray this guy as like, oh, you know... He feels like he should be higher. Was anyone ever suspicious of Carl? I, I genuinely thought so. Yes, was it when he did the snap the and snap hit the table? It was actually before that. I want to point out, I literally wrote, um, da 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 da, Carl did it. Hmm. At like, less, like, less than halfway through. I, I will admit, this is the first one where I'm kind of like, okay, that red herring kind of makes sense. And that is when... Shyster detective, I refuse to remember his name, uh, says, oh, yeah, Rigsby wouldn't have trusted the leader of the NLP. He wouldn't have trusted Tigre. He wouldn't have trusted Carl, but he would have trusted this lady. Lindsay. Lindsay. And at this point, I was like, okay, yeah, he is sort of a... That is, yeah. That is a good point. They've represented, the, they've represented Rigsby well enough as being the kind of guy who is sort of like, macho but trusts ladies because obviously he's such a strong brave white knight type character well apparently he has some sort of hidden trauma I we'll get know. into it in a second i don't think but i want to go back to, to. carl <laughs> let's go back to carl <laughs> because i was when i was watching the episode when it ended it felt like it ended abruptly to me because I was waiting for them to reveal that it was Carl the whole time. Like yes. I'm not lying. Yes, yeah. I was even like when there was like the three layers deep hypnosis. Even gun I'm not lying. Yeah, I was, I was like, I, I, I it's written how in my notes. Would amazing would it have been if it was like Carl actually hypnotized Lindsay to do all these things because she's better at it, but because she was vulnerable because she was into Doctor Daniel, it like I was literally basically. You're creating this uh, secondary <laughs> plot. I was yeah. suspecting Carl the Katie. like kind of from the beginning, because I was like, "What a great way to explain that I didn't kill this woman by pretending that I'm hypnotized and that she's potatoes mm-hmm. and all that stuff." Then you find out that he liked her, and like she, they had a connection. Mm-hmm. And then the moment when he slammed his hand on the table, I was like, "He's the killer." Lindsay and Carl, Katie, had a or sorry, or- sorry, sorry, Mary. Beth. Mary Beth and Mary Carl. Beth and Carl had a connection. Did we establish that? Yeah, that well, she's like, a teacher. They were nice. Like right. he liked her. It didn't say. It didn't say that he was like romantically interested. Yeah, but it yeah. said that he she was nice and she helped him. They had a connection. Yeah, and he liked her. Katie is creating a world inside of her head where the writers of men, of the Mentalist are uh, good. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have called that a good plot either. No, I would have. I called well, it actually, immediately. I I thought it would like the real Lindsay, thing. I thought Lindsay was yeah. a red herring and it was going to be Carl on the roof or whatever. Yeah, I thought so too. My fourth note, I have sister is involved. Um, 
my oh, it's my fifth note. It was the sister and Rick, and then I was like, boom, called Rick, or no, actually, Carl? <laughs> I no, Maddie, I literally have, Rick is the killer, and then later, or Lindsay killed her, she loves Dr. Daniel. Thank you, called okay. that. I had that too. And then a note after that, Carl did it. So actually, I called Lindsay before I called Carl. My you know, but like, I actually, it's this actress has been in something similar, where she plays like a crazy lady. Um, I wrote down some of that. Okay. She was in Doom Patrol, if anyone watched that. Ooh. No. Agent Carter, I think, is the one I remember her from. <gasps> she was yeah. also in Supernatural, Grey's, In Plain Sight, and Sa- like, a, a lot of the people in this episode are one episode players in like every crime and drama thing. Like, Desperate Housewives, CSI, Miami, Law and Order, etc. What a yeah. life to lead. <laughs> I know. I was wow. actually talking to Mom about that the other day because I was like, Imagine being these guest stars. You're a day player on, like, CSI. You're coming in for a single day where you're, like, being told the worst news of your entire life. And you have to, like, sob because your child was murdered or your husband's disappeared. Then there might be a scene where you're being interrogated and that's it. So you're, like, coming in, breaking down uncontrollably, and then, like, wiping your tears and being like, thanks, James, and, like, going away. (laughs) Well, and then it's just, like, that is... Like, you have to be, like, a good enough actor to, like, fulfill, like, an actual role and not just be an extra. Exactly. But also, you're not at the point where, like, you're the star of the show. And all of these are auditioning type roles. These are not being given out. So, like, you have to audition for these things over and over with all these, like... And get them. But they, so you're like... They need hundreds of these people if they intend on being an extended show. I mean, I don't imagine know. Imagine the auditions. I'm just oh thinking, if you have worked with a network previously, and your agent can send tapes and be like, they can do this type of role, or if they've worked with like a, an episodic director, or really even at, like I said, a I network. Guess, I was thinking because this, but these are auditions are networks. a thing. Like, open auditions are a thing, which I feel like must mean that there are closed things where they, like, just have actors... In a rotation. In a, yeah, so... There are probably, like, okay, we need a this type. There's a hundred people in this folder of this type. Yeah. Let's review the tapes we have on file. Especially nowadays. Yeah. Hey, Carl, could you go into the grieving mother's folder? I need to do something <laughs> for my, my procedural. I mean, honestly, yes. that's probably true. I, I, I have listened to a lot of podcasts of people who've done stuff like this, and... Um, nothing's coming to mind directly about stuff like that, but it seems There's, like there is that. Where's just like an agent bidding? I've heard mm, the guy who plays Carl is really involved in like the comedy scene that like I've have known. So like he's like comedy bang bang like that type of group. Uh, he was uh, in the Dead Authors podcast a few times. He has a great role where he plays Arthur Conan Doyle um, <laughs> with Paul F. Tompkins playing H.G. Wells. Have you heard of that podcast? Yes, it's yeah. great. It's Paul F. Tompkins as H.G. Wells actually has a time machine. So he goes back in time to get authors and bring them to the present day. And then, so like someone plays an author and he interviews them on stage in a live show. But the gig is the people who are playing the authors are welcome to do as much or as little research as they want. (laughs) So some of them have done so much research and like brings it in and it's really funny. And some of them have done zero research. And they're just making everything up based on context. It's like an episode of Drunk History. Like, truly, yes. There was one where Jason Mansukas plays Plato. Yeah. It's really funny because it's very clear he knows nothing about Plato. <laughs> I feel it's like really fun. The funniest way to go about it is the more serious the content or writing that your character did, 
the less research you do. So you'll yeah. have, like, the guy who wrote War and Peace coming in just being like, yeah, you know, it was real chill back in Soviet Russia. But if you have, like, Beatrix Potty, you'll be like, this is where I was born, this is where I grew up, <laughs> and this is how I went to You're boarding joking. school. I'm pretty sure there's a Tolstoy episode where they know nothing. Don't diminish Beatrix Potter. I'm, I'm trying to think about, like, children's authors, and she was the first one that came Chris to Chris Tallman played Frank Baum, too. Exactly. The, the guy that we're talking Carl. Oh. Interesting. So anyway... But, so bringing that up, he has also been in a ton of these, like, procedural shows and almost always the same character, which I do remember him talking about on some random thing I've listened right. to. Right. And so, like, she's obviously this Lindsay sister yeah. villain person plays the same character on everything. Yeah. Who's, like, t- there's always a twist where she's revealed to be because she does both. Yeah. Like, I'm just innocent. It kind of annoyed me. Yeah. 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 The whole thing, like, that annoyed me more than the hypnotism was her being like, I'm gonna kill you because you liked my sister, and I'm gonna kill my sister because you liked her sister. Yeah, yeah, because she murdered her sister. Hypnotism's ridiculous, and I got to laugh at that. The notion of a woman being like, this specific guy I wanted so badly, I'm willing to kill multiple people for it. Hey. Including my sister. Including my sister. Which, but I, I, that... We glossed over that, and I actually am just now realizing, like, that's bad. Yeah. That's your sister. That's real bad. And also, it's a guy. And also, you're complaining, like, I'm only unconventionally beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) My conventionally beautiful sister gets all the boys. (laughs) Maddie and Katie, who would you kill me for? If there was, who, is there a person? I wouldn't kill you for anybody. Oh, thank you. I don't think I would I like you more than I like... Almost anyone. Oh, that's, that's true. Sad. You should like me more than everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, actually, a lot of You're my favorite my people in the world. One. Oh, <laughs> do anything for you. It's always planned. Oh yeah. I'm a conscientious. I was a conscientious, conscientious objector to that. Song. Are you conscious? Are you? <laughs> I, look, I, I also good for the goose is good for the gander. What I does also that would mean? not kill anyone for you, kill you for anybody, whatever. Okay, good. Oh, <laughs> is it? I'm not? glad we. I'm glad we established. Mac, you haven't said anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who would I? Who would I kill? No, like, would you is kill there us for any, anyone? Is there anyone out there in the world important enough to you that you would kill us to get us out of the way? Oh, like you guys were dating somebody that I wanted to date. Or yeah. or we were like, hey, you can't date this person because I said so. And you listened to us for some reason and then decided, hey, I'm going to kill this my sister. Yeah, so that's I if you so were, Oh, if you were in the way of somebody that I could... See, the issue with that largely is just the idea that some person will grant us happiness, which is... Sort of a. This is really this philosophical. This is that's too deep. Yeah, we're not talking. We're, we're surface not. Surface I don't level. think there's any single person out there that's gonna be like, I can fix your life and make you happy forever. That's bullshit. There's nobody I'd murder you for. Not because I'm against the idea. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but partially because the idea that a person can fix your life is. So Bullshit. You're not morally opposed to murder. I'm not morally opposed to killing you, Carrie. You're, I just don't think there's anyone who would be worth it. You're opposed to the uh, idea that anyone just out Just say there... no. <laughs> <laughs> so now no. you're saying that if someone were to hypnotize you, it's not against your moral character to murder. 
Because apparently that's a thing. That's what matters. Okay, actually, I did have to say, what was the Brigsby or the, the Rigsby. detective? Rigsby. What I... I have to say, this d- detective show brought forth something that no detective show... Uh, like before it ever did and that was what was the what was the exact quotation that they had here uh and it was brutal streaks are not uncommon for those who go into police work this is the first one that's been like can i tell you when that happened all four of us picked that was one of the moments everybody's like this is the first cop cop shows are always on the cop side and this one is and this one is no different but it's the first one that acknowledged Positions of authority are very attractive to people who like to exercise that authority, often in not great ways. Yeah, yep. yeah. like when he slammed that suspect's face into the table and everyone was like, whoa! I, I was, was like, just, I was surprised. I was, I was, yeah. like, I was just over yeah. here like, oh, wow, I guess they just went that way again. Because there's so many cop shows that we've seen where it's like, oh, it's okay if you take this perp into the back room for a few minutes. We'll just shut well, off the chest cameras and everything. We just released the episode about Ripper Street where that was the like main way they got information was beating <laughs> people up. But yeah. also, I feel like Almost other, like all other police shows, like it is a moment where you're like, wow, they uh, love good so much they're going to punch this guy in the face because, you know, it like it sets the moment up as like a, it's a good thing that they punched him. That he'd be willing to commit violence for the better cause. And we're all just over here like, no. No. no, no, no. I see. I was alarmed when it happened, but because I had no context for the show for a second, I was like, "Exactly, none of is that what they do." At any <laughs> point, <laughs> that's an excellent representation of cop shows. That none of us at this table would be surprised if, at any point, the cop was just kind of like, "Okay, great, I'm going to shove my fist into your ear until you tell me the information I need." <laughs> yeah, punching. I feel head. like okay, Carrie. What? Because you have more. Uh, stuff about the show. Yeah. I had a big problem with the kiss. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, there's... He's kissing a co-worker, basically without her consent. I mean, she could have stopped him. And I know she probably could have stopped him. But when Jane basically was like, do anything you want in this room, and that's the one thing you wanted to do. Did he specifically say in this room? I know he didn't either. He said, do whatever you want. But then I was looking at the episode synopsis, and it does the quote on the IMDb is this room. Like, think about think anything you want to do in this. I thought he said world. Maybe he that said, it said twice. Room. Yeah. I think he maybe said it twice. Because in my brain, I was like, he, said in the room. he could do anything, and he kisses this girl. I would like, I don't know, go jet skiing or whatever. Okay. Like, <laughs> I would, like, leave. Leave. I would leave work. Why would I stay at my job? Exactly. Either that or you'd go full, like, rage room on the the police department, just sort of kind of being like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm just going to grab this hatchet and start chopping my desk into firewood. Like, yeah. That's the one thing he wants to do most in the world. The one thing you want to do most at work is to leave work. Has anybody ever been tempted into full bore running into a plate glass just to see if it breaks or if you just flop off? No. No. What's wrong with you? Is... I think it would be fun if you if I could guarantee if you could guarantee me that I would not become injured. I would fully run. You cannot face not first. become injured. Yeah, exactly. So if you could get okay, first of all, sugar glass. Second of all, that's not plate glass. I it's you, you can make a plate, plate of sugar glass. 
But that's not what that's plate, not what plate glass, glass is. No. All right, whatever. Okay, Look, anyway. I just want to go through a window and not be harmed. I want to so, talk about what other types of glass there are. Sugar. Tempered. <laughs> plate. Uh, 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 I don't proof. actually. Safety. Anyway. Philip. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, my Ira. point is Carrie. Was there? It felt like that was like a will there won't they thing. Yeah, they they that do they had that. set up in the show, which every show has, and I hate. Fucking yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. The feel, thing. It felt weird yeah. that it happened in like season one. Uh, like Katie, you have but, to set Katie. You have to set these things up so that people will. Well, watch they retconned it at the end of the episode. Excuse me. <laughs> Can you not interrupt me when I'm talking? You've been very interrupty today. Yes. <laughs> I think it's because Alex is here and he wants to show off. <laughs> I can talk over any woman. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> yes, Katie. That is something that they were like trying to build in but order to I don't know. I also watch. was getting a will there won't they vibe between Jane and Lisbon. Is that also Were a thing? you? A little bit. Actually, I almost thought Lisbon and Rigby, Rig, Rigsby. No, Rigsby had a thing for like a second. I don't know. There's Her characters was never easy for me to grasp because she I seems don't... Like she's supposed to be... Because! <laughs> Jesus! Because there's just like, she doesn't seem to have any depth to her. She's just like, hey, I'm a cop lady. You can't break the law. So, so I'm gonna bring up by the books. No nonsense, cop lady. The but no personality. The seasons of the show range from sixty to one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but season one got sixty percent. Yikes! And a lot of the critics were like, "It's basic and boring, and like every other procedural. And the only good thing about it is the main character because the actor's so charming." Yeah, I would believe that. And I was like, I, "That sounds pretty." Because I was like, "Everyone in the show seems like a stereotype of a cop character." And I was like, maybe it's because it's season one, but that it, the reviews were like, no, it's pretty much like that the whole time. Like, uh, even yeah. The- and they, d- I'm spoiler alert, but like the Red John thing goes throughout almost the entire show. What they don't what? catch him until like season six. I would be so bored. I was like, I well, would no, hate there that. Were probably like other mini bosses, you know. In season four, Red John dedicates himself to letting all the air out of everyone's tires, <laughs> like. I just thought I would be, like, so bored and annoyed. Because there are other shows that have let stuff like that go on for too long that I hated. Mm-hmm. Or, like, they'd catch someone and then they'd come back for, like, like six seasons later. Yes, Maddie? I just thought of, like, the premise of a show. And there's, like, a serial killer and he threatens to kidnap one of the members of, like, whatever crew or office we're, we're watching in the show. Yeah. And then it's, like... Every season he kidnaps somebody, so you have, like, the built-in cliche, like, oh, I'm gonna kidnap them. But, like, in each season it can be, like, different ways of, like, oh, man, he got us this last time. Like, how do we, like, not do that? And he gets him, like, a different, completely different Oh, it's the same way. people that he's yeah. kidnapping every time? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. The plot sounds like it would go better with, like, a PSA on how not to get kidnapped when you're wandering around the streets because it's dangerous. Wow, how not to get kidnapped. <laughs> not, not how to kidnap. Yeah. Huh. Do you want to learn how to kidnap? Because I'm. We can probably look up some. I want to learn how not to kidnap. How not to kidnap. Yeah. Hey. Um. Live your life normally. (laughs) Sounds like you're kidnap. E blaming. 
I'm not kidnappy blaming. It's just I, every time I try to think about those like safety courses that they teach women, it's always kind of like, how do you not have bad things happen to you? And yeah, it's just, it's definitely a flawed way to go about it. Hundred percent. Anyway, um, are you gonna make men go to classes like, hey, don't hurt people? Yeah, and they go, I wouldn't hurt people. Hey, can you realize that women are people just like you and no, bro, deserve? You oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, this time I was imitating an asshole. Are, yes, but now you were being an actual asshole, <laughs> doing oh. an incredible imitation. We are all, we are interrupting a little bit, all of us. Yes, but I'm like that example <laughs> that I can't. I feel like we usually can start over and over and over again, and then just cut it out in the. That's thing. true. So now we just can't cut out anything. I anyway, even, Carrie, what were you saying? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Neither do I. All right, Katie, right. take us out of here. What's what time are we at? Um, I think we can go into some notes, unless so we've established that the mystery is ridiculous. Yes, and I didn't even catch that the trigger that for him was touching his shoulder. Yeah, and I rewatched that scene last night because I was trying to remember what happened for my synopsis. Yeah, because it was like she went to touch the shoulder and like pulled back. I didn't. She notice did a that. weird alligator pinch. <laughs> yeah, and then Jane was like, "Ha ha." I literally didn't notice it, and I was like, okay, so he just magically figured it out? No. Okay, that made, that made more sense. But... I mean, it would still... It would make sense even if he did just magically figure it out. That's another thing. I literally... makes no sense. That's why I wasn't really that bothered, because I was like, alright. <laughs> that's what the show does? Right. Fine. If this is in accordance with the rules of this... Yeah. So, anyway. Maddie, let's... What do you have to cover in your notes that we haven't covered yet? I don't remember who I was talking about, but this dude got a bod. I don't know. Well, there's a lot of dudes. <laughs> I know. A lot anybody, of dudes with bods. Did anybody remove a shirt? No. I was literally racking my brain like, was anyone shirtless? No. You know, it's probably got to be Carl lugged a body down all those streets. Ooh, was it? Oh, this dude got a bod. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay. inflection is a lot. <laughs> oh. oh god, inflection is nine tenths of the law. <laughs> well, That's you're funny. right, Maddie. He's oh, got okay. a bot. Yeah, he's got a bot. Yeah, he had like a big bag, and I was like, a "That's bot. a bot." <laughs> yes. Um, and then I said that he was like Sherlock. He reminded me of Sherlock, and it's a very kind. I was like. God, is this another Sherlock show <laughs> where they're like, hmm, they're not Sherlock, but they're actually Sherlock. Yeah. You know. The public But a, but a doctor. Yeah. Um, he is the detective archetype for a reason. I know Dupont pre-exists Sherlock, but... But even, like, you have said in previous episodes that, like, even Sherlock doesn't do that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. No, 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 I, yeah. The, 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 the concept of Sherlock yeah, Holmes Yeah, the has Sherlock become... made. Yeah. yeah. By media. It exactly. has been eclipsed. Yeah. Um, and I missed this earlier, but I actually called it was the sister in the third note because oh. she first says she was, like, she first said she was fine, like... Yeah. When she goes into the office. Oh, when she yeah. goes back to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, she goes back into the office. This was even before that. When, um... Oh, so when... The first thing she says, um, 
to the to the police is she was fine when she left, so she's already establishing her alibi kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first thing. She's like, she was fine when she left. Like, yeah. I don't, like, she was fine when she left. Wow. <laughs> great, great job. No, it's taking away any culpability. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she's, the first thing she's saying is like, she's dead? Not my fault. Like, <laughs> last time I saw her, she was fine. Yeah. And then she corrects um, the detective that he said, like, she she liked, I don't know, music or something. And she was like, she she used to like music. Or he said he she he oh. likes music or something. Yeah, yeah. About the grammar. Yeah, or like oh. was. She was like, mm, it's was. Interesting. I didn't get yeah. that. So I she has already adjusted to the fact that she's gone for Yeah, she's like, she's no, she's past tense. Yeah. Um, Smart. And then... I said, uh, I'm pretty sure the police are lying. If you're drunk, you're not as responsible. Like, I feel like that was a lie. Police aren't allowed to lie to you. I know, but I feel like... Which I hate so that's much. That's just like a, hey, the police are... It's like, really shitty. People. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I watch... Sorry. Every time I'm accidentally watching The Closer because mom is watching it <laughs> and I'm in the same room, I get so mad and I'm constantly like, all she's doing is lying. Yeah. And it's allowed. I hate it. That's the worst. Yeah, and I just didn't like the, um, you know, if you do anything, and it's like, I want to make out with this hottie. Yeah. Yeah, so I said gross, and um, I said, is, is hypnotizing a big part of the show? Like, is this like a, yeah, a main plot point? I really hope not. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember it. It doesn't seem like it is. It seems like he can hypnotize, but it seems like, for him, it's more about the cold reading and psychology stuff. Yeah. Based on what I read on the Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just yeah. sort of Lucifer, what do you want most power? Lucifer, another example of a unqualified dude interfering in police investigations. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. he is also the literal devil. And it's also about that. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. now watched the whole show, by the way. That was one of the shows that I we saw for this podcast, and I was like... I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, I uh, did. There is no thing, no thing that I have. <laughs> I've also restarted Veronica Mars, <laughs> so yeah. I've been watching Veronica Mars too. Um. Anyway, uh, I said yes. Stare at the swinging children. Oh my god! <laughs> He's like, hey, adult man, stare at these children for a very long time. Don't break eye contact. The um, whole scene is can we weird. Just talk about it for just a second. Do you yeah. want to? It just felt really weird that, like, we have to bring... And I'm assuming it's because we don't know anything about this character, and maybe we know that he was hurt as a kid, or that was the last time he felt safe, or whatever. Yeah. But it just felt really like, I'm gonna bring you somewhere you feel safe. It's gonna be a playground. And you're. I'm also gonna bring this person you clearly have a crush on. Yeah. And then it, we're gonna sit and... Yeah, it was weird. That's more of, like... How I understand hypnotherapy to work, though. You're in a yeah. safe place with people you trust. That's true. But where then, you feel... So maybe that's legitimizing... Therapy. Yeah. Sorry. That's legitimizing Jane yeah. a, as a hypno person versus... As a hypno person. This is a, um, this is a small detail. I was going to wait for my notes, but... Did anybody else see the two fully grown adults on the seesaw behind, like, Detective? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, when he was there like... were two fully grown adults out of focus in the background. Yeah, they Sorry didn't. They didn't want to pay the children actors, <laughs> <laughs> so they were just kind of like, "They'll be out of focus. Just put Tim and Eric on there." Yeah, yeah. but Tim you know what? Eric. Tim and Eric would do that. Yeah, I know them. 
one yeah. thing about the swing scene is that when he was saying, you know, like, just watch the kids going up and down, up and down, I was like, what happens if the kids stop swinging? Yes. <laughs> like, he is putting a lot of faith in something he has no control over. Yeah. One thing the children are known for, predictability and rhythm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and... Then I feel like in that scene they also use like the bogus hypnotist kind of like things. Like, have you guys ever been to a hypnotist? No, no thing. Have you? In yeah. The senior year, they I think they oh, had yes. a senior year party. Yes, yeah. at the all night party they had a hypnotist. We had and a psychic. It was, I, we always had a psychic. Way better. I mean, apologies Did you to see this? everyone. Hypnotist, like hypnotist. It was just like. Hey, I'm gonna bring a bunch of seniors together, and they're all gonna pretend to be hypnotized, and that's I don't literally know. yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone's actually anything. And like one of the things they do is just like he grabs your arm, so you kind of like are limp, and it's like, oh, I'm testing to see if you're hypnotized by yanking on your limbs, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Um, Carrie, did you yeah, see the psychic? Weird. Yeah. What did they say about it? Do I remember? I was 17. Oh, I remember what they told me. It made me suspect that the senior moms told them all about all of us. I think that's also true. Because, like, people would go, and, like, the psychic would tell them, like, really great stuff pertaining to them, and then they would go a second time and be nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the senior mom thing, I imagine it would be like, I sense you're a very good girl who would ne- never get into trouble, and you're just like, okay. That's oh, mine not... told me that they saw me um, ten years working on films, and then someday I would ride a camel. Wow. Neither of those things have happened yet. <laughs> so... They've got some time. We'll no, find a camel. Not. Yeah, dead, dead. <laughs> I have ridden on an elephant, though. Has when it been I was a 10 tiny years, child. though? Because it's been 10 years since I graduated. The 10 years is up. Yeah. It's up. The, she was wrong. She's wow. a, a fake psychic. Who would have exactly. known yeah. that this psychic hired by a Catholic high school would be in a small town? Yeah. yeah. Okay. If she was a real psychic hired by a Catholic high school, we would have burned her at the stake. <laughs> Exercise. Um. Anyway, I ha- also have, why not follow Rigsby to see what the hypnotism directive is? Oh, okay. Because he did that. Smart. Um, and was Dr. Daniel just sleeping at the end? I think they knocked him out. He okay. got punched in the face a lot. Oh, I thought he was just like... <laughs> I'm just I, thought, like I thought the same thing for <laughs> half a second until I remembered he got punched in the face. I didn't remember. Right here. I thought was like... Wow, just is this boring you? Like, I mean, I get it. He's like, I'm not the center of attention. I might as well just go to sleep. I think it might be an instance of, hey, I might die here. I can't do anything about it because I'm taped to this chair. That's what I thought. I thought he was like, mm. so I'll just put myself to sleep so I, I don't feel it. I yes. will die in my sleep if it kills me. Uh, yeah, yeah, literally. Anyway, uh, that was it. All right. Uh, I'll have Mac go. Okay. All right. Uh, one. Busy. I'm not busy. I can do it. They. Okay. I don't have a here. I'll go. I don't have a lot. Here you go. Uh, um, I thought it was weird that they took Carl on the road with them. Like this guy drags a body into the police station, and then they're like, "We're gonna go on the road with this guy who dragged a body into the police station." He's already their their yeah. quote was, "As long as we don't lose him or break him, what's the problem?" And I'm over here like. He has rights. <laughs> also, he may have murdered someone. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You can't do this. He has rights. Yeah. He needs to wait, person. bring his lawyer too. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like he could have incriminated himself out there, 
like even more than dragging a body to the police station would yeah. have. And like, would that have been admissible in court? I don't know. Is any? I mean, no. I I. My great idea for a show, which would probably have to air on YouTube for free, is all of these murder shows having the court cases play out after the fact. Ah. Uh. So, like, for instance, watching them try to try this case and being like, so this woman um, hypnotized all these people and then this guy killed someone and then this guy protected, like, and also this guy who's supposedly second in command and very good at hypnotists like hypnotizing got hypnotized himself and didn't catch it somehow yeah like so just watching the like the trials happen after all these episodes i think would be very funny yeah because like these police were fully into like believing the hypnosis thing they were like oh yeah hypnotized this one's hypnotized too it was like oh my god they didn't believe it until agent rigsby got hypnotized though because they were like carl may or may not be faking because you know you see, this woman hypnotized that man into holding a gun over a lady, and then that hypnotist who got hypnotized panicked and then hypnotized this other guy into <laughs> thinking he had a sack of potatoes and then delivered it to the police. Yeah, very weird. I mean, it's just, I think it'd be a fun show. It would be a fun show. In fact, my last note is, I would sell tickets to this trial. Uh, <laughs> see? Um, I would assume... When they get to the Model Life Center and, like, go down to the stage and, like, Jane is, like, sitting there and has, says to the doctor, hey, your boat's on fire or whatever, that, like, he's trying to elicit a response to get, like, a kind of baseline. Because then he gets right up into the dude's face and is like, Mary Beth is dead. And, like, watches him really closely. And, like, I'm guessing that's because he wants to see... I was confused as to why the whole boat like thing. Yeah. But... I, like, you kind of assumed he was trying to establish, like... Does anyone else have any other theory? I thought he was just, like, trying to be cool. Maybe Your boat's on fire, doctor. (laughs) Maybe it's, like, a code word or something. Just kind of like, hey, can I talk to you real quick? Your boat's on fire. And the guy would be like, excuse me, everybody. I gotta talk to this guy about a boat? I don't think that would happen. But also, who knows with us? And then something else that Patrick Jane did is like they were like another note is why is Jane allowed to question suspects like when they have Dr. Daniel in his office and like he's just like talk like asking him questions like that shouldn't be allowed why is Castle allowed to do that I know it's ridiculous like they never should why is Satan allowed to do that because <laughs> he's Satan he can hypnot- he can actually hypnotize people because they've established magic exists there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that we don't mind as much. <laughs> if, as long as magic exists, it's fine. If, yeah. If they follow their in-world rules, cool. Okay. That's they, the thing. The, it's the in-world rules. Yes, Matt. If they also follow their in-world rules, Satan, uh, like Lucifer would also be like, oh yeah, did you hear about what happened three cities over? The Flash exists. I mean, he wouldn't care. I oh, would. I forgot that Lucifer was Sandman DC. Yeah, Lucifer, Sandman DC, Constantine, Supergirl all the time, always. Yes. <laughs> it wouldn't matter but to him. It's not in his city. He doesn't care. Yeah. It also brings up the fact that there's some sort of laughable inadequacy because Lucifer's power in, the, uh, power in this group is like, I can't be killed by bullets and I could have flied, uh, flown, but I lost my wings and also I can kind of influence people. Meanwhile, three towns over... A two-story shark man 
is fighting somebody who can control the weather while a psychic gorilla looks on from the sidelines, voiced by Mr. Krabs. Go no, on. No, no, no. That sounds amazing. I know. Um, wow. it's but not. doesn't Lucifer show up in Leagues of Tomorrow or World of Tomorrow or some DC shows up Legends in some, of Tomorrow? He shows up in a promo for, like, Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Which is not what it is in the comics. And then Lucifer's like, yeah, I'm not dealing with any of that shit. And I mean, Tom shit. Ellis as Lucifer shows yeah, up. Yeah, Tom in Ellis as show. Lucifer. Yeah. Anyway, but, back yeah. to this. <laughs> um, the fact that Jane's allowed to question suspects is bad. And then when um, Lindsay comes into the room, like knocks on the door and comes into the office, Jane doesn't look and see who's there. He watches Dr. Daniel like the entire time. Oh, interesting. Which is like, I guess. The fact that he was, like, not pressured to follow, you know, like, all the, the normal behavior, societal roles, like, you ch- you look and see who's at the door, say hi or whatever, he's, like, it's kind of rude, yeah, you know, to, like, just constantly start at that person and not pay attention to the new person who came into the room, but, like, he doesn't follow that, obviously. I want to actually add on to that with one of my notes early. Okay. Because... They're clearly trying to establish that Dr. Daniel is a hypnotherapist and can. they want us to think he's the bad guy. Yes, obviously. But he's because he and Jane were doing all the, like, stuff back and forth, and I did notice that he didn't look at Lindsay when she walked in the room, mm-hmm. I immediately was like, oh, this is just going to be, like, the prestige, but it's two rival hypnotists. <laughs> and they're going to try and hypnotize, like, each other or the same person or, like... I thought they were trying to set up it was going to be like a battle of wits between the two guys. Yeah, okay. I kind of get that. The ultimate representation of that would be like one person speaking into one ear and one person speaking into another ear and both trying to tell I them literally was like, I have no context for the show and I was expecting that to happen. Yeah, you just sort of like, they keep doing it and then the person's face gets redder and their eyes cross into the opposite directions. <laughs> Oh my god. I thought it was going to scramble someone's brain. Yes. <laughs> Angel and devil on the shoulders. Truly. Kind of thing. Smoke comes out of the ears. We go full Looney Tunes. Yeah, exactly. So um, anyway, Carrie, I did notice that and I sh- thought it was weird. The but show is called It's the just because he's being an asshole or something. And Yeah. I was wondering if it's possible to plant memories. Like, in this world, according to their rules, like, would somebody be able to plant the memories? I in, bet 100%. Yes. In Rick, whatever his face is, mem- like, would... That maybe that didn't actually happen and somebody told him that it did. I That's literally what I was saying. Because there are things that, like, growing up, you would hear, like, a story of, like, how this happened. Mm-hmm. And you think you remember it happening, but you actually don't. The Mandela effect. Yeah, it's just, like, you've been told over and over that X, like... Like, I have a weird memory that I'm pretty sure I don't actually remember of the time I fell into that hot tub at Mom and Dad's friend's house. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I remember walking into the kitchen soaking wet... After the fact. But I don't think I actually do. I think I just have heard that story so many times that I'm just imagining myself wet in a kitchen mm. at two years old having miraculously saved myself. Two years I fell old. into... Yeah, no. I was two. I had fallen into a hot tub. No one was around. They were at some friend's house. And they didn't know until I walked into the kitchen where the four of them were talking and I was like sopping wet. Yikes. So I feel like I remember that. But I think I just have been told that story so many times. And again, have subsequently told it. Dad told me that story again a couple nights ago because we were talking about how people throw babies into pools. You brought it up. Did I? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we were there. Yeah. We were talking about how people throw babies into pools to train them to, like... I love throwing flip. babies into pools. <laughs> it's true. Like, All they, the time. 
No, I'm literally. You have, I, have I you know. seen the video? I yes, I've They're seen like the, the Nirvana cover of that. The is si- it Nirvana? No, it's six month old baby. Yeah. It's classes yeah. to teach babies to train themselves to turn onto their back and float to the top. So. If you a baby accidentally falls into water, they can save themselves. Yes, and then you brought up the hot tub, and we're like, maybe that's what I did. Well, maybe it is. All right, so so. that's all of my notes. Okay, <laughs> right. Uh, that's all definitely only Carrie's notes. <laughs> uh, when they were talking about Carl earlier on in the show, they said he was too well dressed to be gay. They clearly have not met they said me too roughly poorly dressed. Too poorly, too poorly dressed, dressed to, be. to be gay, and I'm just. But he had, like, um expensive clothes but they weren't stylish right so i'm just over here like clearly they have not met the same kinds of gay people that i have because about a third of them are fashion travesties and i love them for it <laughs> well, so, yeah. yeah it's the stereotype of the time like queer eye like all gay people are like this uh, secondly obviously probably made up organization the cbi the california bureau of investigation i don't know that's a medical thing <laughs> Continuous bladder irrigation. <laughs> oh, I was thinking something brain injury. Mm, nope. There Close is, brain injury, maybe? There is a GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, that I know it factually, TBI. factually they, exists. They're like the FBI, but just for your state. So they're like above the police, because they're, they're basically like the state police, but they're investigatory versus Yeah, there's state crime. police, and then there's like state FBI. Except they're not FBI, they're because they're not federal, they're state. Right. California. Well, Georgia. Uh, I've never heard about it before. Secondly, I like when they brought back, like, Tegler had a huge bruise on his waist because I saw him get tackled onto granite steps, and I was like, oof, that would hurt. Yeah, I was afraid he got his skull crushed. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the interviewer, the, the, like, interrogator that they had in the show. Joe? Which, yeah, Joe, who was... Cho. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't, I don't... Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> But anyway, the guy who they only ever show in the interrogation room is the one who's like, if only one person can put the hex on Carl, it's you. And I'm over here like, Cho, bud, hex, bud, Cho, Cho, (laughs) bud, hex. Is that what you were like? That is what I was like. Okay. I don't know. Hex is like, you know this isn't magic, right, sir? He Mac, probably doesn't. This is hypnosis. Hypnosis is Ugh. magic. I know, but how seriously should I take this show? Not, not very at obviously, all. but still. Certainly not. At some point, you have to draw a line, and for me, it's magic. It's a line in the sand. Next up, uh, <laughs> there was a very completely it's worthless, useless scene, and that was when the, the leader of the NLP, like that guy, was like, Oh, you know, I imagine you, you're underestimated by a lot of people. You had to work your way to this thing. And I'm just over here like, that is some stereotypical shit about, like, the tough pretty girl that I have no time for. Yeah. Oh, I hated that scene. Exactly. The curse of the pretty girl. And I'm just over here like, that's worthless. This scene is useless. It doesn't reveal anything about the character. It just shows a guy assuming a thing about a woman's life. And then next scene. Well, it's probably yeah, about and then she's her. like, hmm, let's go over here. But that implies that the guy is right, because otherwise, why would they show us a scene about a dude just not being right about something and a woman providing zero context on whether he is correct or incorrect? Yes, Carrie. I think it was to establish that Patrick Jane is better than this guy. Yeah, and that she's like too tough for him yeah. as well. She's like, I've been working with Patrick Jane for nine months. You'll have to try harder. Yeah. Like, it's establishing that 
It's damage that he can't get to her. Yeah, oh, I thing. thought it was that uh, Patrick Jane has been annoying her like this for nine months. Oh, well, yeah. Oh. Needs a bit. He yeah. can't get to her because Patrick Jane has been annoying Annoyer. her. You know, kind of like how I've inoculated you guys against annoying people in your lives. You've I tried. Mean... You've tried. No, tried. actually, You've I... met somebody more annoying than me? I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Mick's the most annoying, and I've been very, you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of annoying <laughs> There's different types of annoying. Yeah, yeah, there's different types yeah, of I annoying. I guess little brother annoying is different from chauvinist boss annoying. I don't annoying. know, I feel like you hit it every time. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I'm genuinely hurt. <laughs> Next up, uh, they do bring up the concept that hypnosis is a genuine problem in this. And once I realized, like, plenty of people had one-on-ones with different characters throughout this whole thing, I just had the moment of, like, hypnosis to McCarthyism. Just the notion of, how many people, how many are involved in this? What is, what is going on? How do we know who's hypnotized and who's not hypnotized? We're all hypnotized! Yeah. We were hypnotized into thinking we watched a decent show. Mm. Next. (laughs) I didn't believe that a second. Next up. They did the cop show thing where they antagonized the defense attorney because they were like, oh, Tegler's already out. And I'm like, yeah, fucking yeah, because you have zero evidence and you tackled him into granite stairs. There's something called the law. Aren't you supposed to follow it? He is obviously a low risk person because he's like a second in command at a a multi-level marketing bullshit. The most he'll... Yeah, cult. Cult. Basically, he's like the least threatening cult leader I have ever encountered in fiction. Huge creep, though. I really like that they established that Mary Beth really didn't like him, because I also really didn't like him. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, that was right there. He felt like the type of guy who would make the videos about how to manipulate women. Yeah. That's where he got it from. That's This is his start. Gross. Shows up in the fifth season, and they do tackle him into another granite staircase, and he deserves it this time. All right, (laughs) final one. I know this for a fact. They duct tape that leader guy's mouth at the end of this thing. Duct tape alone is not difficult to escape. Just lick the rim and you're good. Gross. Lick the rim. Lick the rim. Lick the rim. Just lick your <laughs> lips and then lick past your lips and you don't have duct tape on your lips Mac anymore. is saying that you really need to lick the rim. Lick the rim. <laughs> that and also, if you really want to gag somebody, you have to put a sock in there and then the duct tape over there. I hate that. Ugh. Yeah. I, I don't like, like that at all. I like breathing. I don't want any of that. Yeah. Don't cover your nose. I'm giving way too Our much kidnapping advice. Hey, don't kidnap people. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're going to finish with my notes. Um, I am glad they had a, a kind of an explanation of what mentalist means at the beginning. Yes. But, uh, I valued that. Yeah, because I was like, I don't really get this. Uh, next, the scene where Carl is carrying... The rug. It's cool. the most obvious backlot I've ever seen. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was, I was like, they're just establishing he's some city. It looked like it was a New York backlot that was halfway trying to be California. It looked like how I met your mother. I thought Literally. it was New York. I got I did very too. confused about where they were. I'm pretty same. sure it's a New York backlot. They did nothing to make it look like California. In fact, I think I noticed, like, zip ties holding leaves onto the trees. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> do you remember when we went to the backlot in California and yeah. they showed... It was set up for Gilmore Girls, like that town square thing. Mm-hmm. And they showed that the brick stuff on the sides of the sidewalk was rubber. It was all rubber, yeah. And I noticed the next time I watch Gilmore Girls, you can see that it's rubber. It's just something you would never notice unless it's pointed out to you. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and how, then like, there's like in different movies and stuff, depending on 
where the camera will hit, like the tops of the trees and the bottom of the trees will look different. Yeah, because, because they've added leaves to the bottom or something. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it depends on the season. Yeah. If it's supposed to be winter, they'll like have no leaves on the bottom and all leaves on the top. Because <laughs> they're not looking at the top. Exactly. It's so, it was interesting because I was like, it did look like a street in How I Met Your Mother. So I'm pretty sure, which is a CBS show, so this is probably CBS Backlot stuff. Like, they yeah. just, they have the same it's contract with same. whatever was studio. Was How I Met Your Mother on CBS? Yeah, man. Then it might have been How I Met Your Mother. Probably. That is literally what she said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just meant literally the exact set. That yes, is literally what she, what she said. Oh, no, said. I know. I know. He means it was dressed for How I Met Your Mother. Oh. Like, and they like just dressed. used, they just didn't do anything to change it for this show. I figured that's okay. what you meant. I didn't figure that until just now. Okay. Um, Carl says the words crack is whack with such sincerity. <laughs> I was like, I think you do crack because no one would actually say that. In life. Uh, <laughs> um, How dare you comfort Carl like that? I know. I'm sorry. But like, come on. He's hypnotized. I say crack is whack as a joke. I would never say it legitimately. Maybe, Maybe he did he as a joke. Yeah. yeah. I did forget he's hypnotized, so. Um... They're so lucky they got there right at the beginning of the speech so that we can see the presentation and explanation of what neuro linguistic programming is. Mm. It's so lucky that that happened. Um, I hated the phrase weight challenge and I wanted to punch him in the face. I was like, I'd rather you be more insulting (laughs) than use that term weight challenge. That's funny. Uh, Yeah. Uh,. I just, powerful trance. It's just like, no, you can't put people in a powerful trance. I'm sorry. I know. Powerful. So mad. They just all bother um, me. Someone ran, oh, Tegler ran away immediately. And I was like, that's the most obvious thing you could have done. Yeah. yeah. And there's no way you would have escaped. Like, that's such a silly thing to do. That's why I started thinking it wasn't Tegler. Yeah. I know. I was like, okay, he couldn't. But to be fair, if I had woken up next to a dead body holding a gun, I probably, I wouldn't have run away, but I would have thought I did it. Yeah. And yeah. the only reason I wouldn't have run away is because I knew I wouldn't run very far. Well, I would knew that I had done it because there's no such thing as hypnosis and... <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, I wrote the note bother, but I don't know why. Oh, bother. Oh, oh bother. bother. Someone's being bothered. Someone's being bothered. Um, also, I wrote the note, you and my mother, Tegler. Oh, he was being criticized for something and then he's like, oh, you and my oh, mom. Oh, yeah. I was like, what oh, because I was like, does he live with like, his mom? This says th- my mom says this isn't a real career, something like that. Like <laughs> you yeah. and my mother. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Really just made me to the stereotype. Dislike him. Um, I do want to say, I thought when Lindsay and Agent Rigsby like went into that room where she hypnotized him. When we first saw that scene, I was like, that camera move is weird. That it's not following them in, and then it's staying outside in its observation. They set it up as suspicious. Yeah. So then later on, when they were flashback to it, I was like, I knew that camera move was weird. I didn't get because that. it was suspicious. Yes. Yeah, it was just a weird camera move. Um, they showed that giant billboard that says "Life" in big letters a lot. Yeah. And it was really giving me Gatsby vibes because it was also making the lights be like red and blue and like half the time it'd be she's all in red light and then half the time Lindsay would all be in blue light at the end and so just like this billboard overlooking this whole scene i had a lot of trouble with that and i think it was because i wasn't wearing my glasses (laughs) (laughs) and the screen was so far away but i was like i thought they were on a stage oh really yeah i was like why is it such a big deal 
that he gets like thrown off a stage, there's like a fun there. <laughs> They're fully on a roof. Yeah. So, no. I, I got that eventually. That's why I had a problem because it looks very fake. Yeah. I mean, it did look fake. Yeah. But that's partly why it, it really it really gave me Gatsby. It was just like this billboard that's looking over stuff with the lighting and being ominous. Yeah. Just the big word life in yellow letters. Because you're about to be relieved yeah. of it. Okay. You're about to be unalive. I want you to imagine the great Gatsby, but the billboard that he got obsessed with was of a multi-level media company. <laughs> <laughs> Which just kind of like, oh, I have become entwined into the eyes of the Herbalife campaign. <laughs> With half of it in Spanish because they're predatory towards Hispanic populations. It's all a capitalism, Mac. Capitalism. Um, the whole, like, being hypnotized to jump over a balcony or whatever because there's water was an exact plot on CSI where this girl was hypnotized to jump off her hotel balcony because she thought she was diving into the ocean. Aww. And I was like, this exactly thing happened. Um, what? Oh, that's striking something in my memory. Are you thinking of the Hotel Cecil? Are you no. Ding! Dong! <laughs> <laughs> no, Anastasia. Oh! <laughs> the demon thing. Yeah. Yup, yup. <laughs> okay. Just jumping over it into the actual ocean. Yeah. The ocean is really yeah. there that time. Yeah, but it's, no, because she's like, oh, nice, gentle little pond. And then, scra- like, crashing <laughs> ocean waves. <coughs> yeah. Thunder, death. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> the scene at the end where Jane is holding a tele- delicate teacup, I was like, get over yourself. <laughs> that would never be a, a hot, like a cop. He probably brought it himself. I was literally, that was my, I was like, he probably brought this teacup himself because he probably complained in episode one about their lack of tea. He reminds me a little bit of Gilderoy Lockhart. Like, he would have played a good Lockhart. He would have been a good I would love to watch, like, an horror show with Gilderoy Lockhart. (laughs) Why isn't there a Oh my god! (laughs) I'm iffy on Harry Potter now, but good god, that would be an amazing show. Oh man. Uh, And they're all like, it's supposed to be like, uh, oh, they're good at their job, and everyone's like, he's fucking terrible. Oh, yeah, no. It would be Wellington he Paranormal. Is, yeah, he's in uh, the way. He's in yeah, everyone's yeah. way. I don't know what Wellington He is the, is, like, charlatan that they bring on to help them like, solve um, crime. Yes. It's like uh, what we do in the shadows, New Zealand spinoff, but oh, the police. Gotcha. Only it's, it's the police dealing with the paranormal in Wellington. Okay. Yeah. But it's I want to watch Taika that. Taika Waititi. It's fun. Yeah. HBO Max. Yeah. What were you going to say? You were very... I, I just... It's its the notion of it's exactly the show, but it's wizards, and what if Jane sucked? Uh-huh. So it's, instead yeah. of liking him, they all hate him. Every, everybody yeah. hates him, and he's bad at his job, but because he's got so much prestige... Isn't that kind of how Castle starts? Yeah, I was going to say, know, it's wizards, Castle. It, wi- yes. Wizard Castle. <laughs> because Castle is, like, in with the mayor, so yeah. he, ha- he gets to be there. Everyone's exactly. annoyed by him. Yeah. But then he buys everyone off. Yeah, for real. Um, uh, my last official note is they've mentioned Agent Rigsby's Tina Turner impression a lot, and now I want to see it. I know. Yeah. I that was my thought. Interesting. I was like, that would be funny. That sounds offensive. I know. Well, it depends. I I've know. seen some good Tina Turners. I would love that to were see not him. done by people who you would think would do a great Tina Turner. I would love to see that man full bore singing. What's love got to do with it? Got to do, got to do with 
<laughs> that is the first time we have sung and it is not a complete mess. Asterisk. <laughs> I want to point out, when I am writing the synopsis of these episodes, I'm almost every single episode I could write the phrase, and Maddie sang a little ditty. <laughs> because honestly, Maddie, I'm not joking. I'm at least the last like seven or eight episodes you've sang something. <laughs> Whether it's like just a little theme song or like just Maddie's been, like, a very I'm musical person. Just trying to break into my musical career through this podcast. Like I almost want to go back and listen and be like, Maddie sang four songs in this episode. <laughs> she did a little bit of this. I'm know. telling you, everything in my life gets translated to a song that gets stuck in my head. She, yeah. Yes, Maddie always has a song stuck in her head at any moment. Like, when we were doing that um, two-day hike thing, I would just be like, Maddie, what is it now? And she would be like, it's I, this. It's like our it's like our fantasy archetypes. Maddie's the bard because she sings a lot. Carrie's yeah. the wizard because she reads a lot. Katie's the paladin because she's very opinionated about a lot of important causes. And I'm the fighter because I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, okay, and then my last unofficial notes was two things You'd I wanted to rogue. mention. I wouldn't be. A, I'm sneaky. Me? No, never mind. You wouldn't be a. Rogue. You would be a rogue more than he would be a rogue. I just thought that a rogue sounded cooler than a fighter, a and I wanted card. to give barbarian. You'd be a barbarian. barbarian. You yeah, are, you have rages. I don't think very often about the things and I'm about to do. And you do rage a lot. <laughs> I'm just very loud. Yeah. yeah, it's more about the loudness than the raging. Okay, yeah. what's your unofficial note? Um, I just want to point out that I r- could not figure out where I knew Dr. Daniel from for the longest time. Because he's on an American show, but it's because he previously was on a ton of British shows, including Poirot, Marple, etc. Uh, yeah. um, including a Marple I just watched. Nice. Like, the, the last episode of Marple that they made. I can see him in Tales, you know. Yeah. He'd be a fancy boy. I think he was in the Death on the Nile with David Suchet. Oh. He was the, I think, the doctor in that one or something. But he was in, he's in that one, which I am going to watch soon. Because I just watched the Kenneth Branagh one and I hated it. <laughs> and I want to watch a good what? one. What? It was bad? I mean, the story itself is not bad and the actors and costumes are great. But I just, not to get too much into it in case it comes up. Army Hammer? Not even that. He was fine. But it it's become, it's a victim of making movies now where everything is green screen Mm. and it's just so 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 obvious that like they built physical interior boat sets and that's pretty much it and almost that is like almost everything is green screen like there's a scene where Paro is sitting in front of the sphinx and (laughs) he meets a friend who's also at the pyramids and it's the most obvious green screen like it looks bad like this is a Hollywood movie and you can tell and it just pissed me off okay you, that just makes me look forward to um, Glass Onion. Yes. Even yes. more. I'm so... I cannot wait for it. Because okay. it's Death on the Nile. Like, go to Egypt. Like, do something. Or go to just somewhere in that area. But it's so obvious it's all done on a soundstage. And I, I hated it. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily, like, Kenneth Branagh's fault or, the like, whatever. Obviously, the story is great because they adapted Agatha, Agatha Christie. Christie. And they didn't change the, like, specifics. That it's just like the making of it is so influenced by like the Marvel, Star Wars, everything's green screen. Green screen, so that we don't have to pay union people. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost guaranteed we are going to watch and make an episode about Glass Onion around where it comes out. So maybe it's already out by the time this episode is. So no, I don't think Probably so. Not. 
All right, then, hey, look forward to our Glass Onion episode. It's probably October-ish, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Well, anyway. Okay, my last, last note. I just, I wanted to point out that the producer of the show wanted someone Cary Grant-esque to play Patrick Jane, and I hated that. Because wow. <laughs> I was like, this guy, like, A, no one can be Cary Grant-esque, but no. B, not this guy. This is not work. So. Ugh. Anyway, Maddie. Oh, wait. PBS. PBS. Yeah. I'm going to do that first. Thank you. Um, It's not great. It's seven men and three women. So, yeah. huh. fine. Huh. <clears throat> and even within the, like, um, police department, there's still, like, the two women versus four men. Mm. Four? There's Cho, Rigsby, Rigsby Jane. Jane, maybe three, but still. So, yeah. still tilted towards the men. That's just... That's life. Apparently how it all works. Uh, so Except in real life. <laughs> where women are 51% yep. of the population. Maddie, what are um, your stripes and... Nope. My stars? stripes? Stars and stripes. What are the stars and stripes? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm proud to be... <laughs> See? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. That's like three in five. You need to not draw attention to it. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, You'll forget about it by the next one. Probably. <laughs> but anyway, um, stabs, I would go with not many. I go with four. Okay. Like, it's all just hypnotism based. So you're already, like, leaving reality and. It's kind of like if you introduce hypnotism, all of your red herrings, like, oh, well, it's hypnotism, it just this person. It's hypnotism, yeah. just this person. And I don't know. It was just kind of silly. Yeah. And uh, stars, I actually liked it more than I thought I would. <laughs> um, so that would be 6.5 like. Okay. Yeah. Carrie. Um, stabs, I would go with two. Stars, I would go with five. 4.5. Okay, okay. Stabs I gave a slightly higher rating to just because a few things were revealed after the fact that made me be like, oh, wow, there was an obvious sign for that, and I didn't realize that. For one thing, the whole, like, Rigsby wouldn't have trusted Carl. The only people that he trusts are, like, women, apparently. Or there's... Wise, wise man. Or there's the whole notion where it's kind of like you have to so question people's motives when it comes to these things. I don't know. There were a few reveals later on in the episode that would have made sense and were made with logic that maybe gave it a higher rating. So it's 6.5. As for total overall enjoyment with stars, 5. Okay. For me, I would say stabs. I kind of agree with Mac, actually. If you accept the premise that hypnosis is real, <laughs> it's like a five. Like, it will, it all makes sense as a mystery. Um, stars? Based on this episode, I would give it a six because I found myself going, I could see myself like putting this on in the background while I'm doing stuff. But then reading about the actual show and how most of it is about this serial killer that I don't care about, I would actually probably say five. But this episode. This specific episode, six. Because it was enjoyable to watch. So. Okay. Yeah. So what are yeah. we doing next? So next time, what came out of the jar, the first time. <laughs> so yeah. excited. 
is the movie Muppets Most Wanted. Came out in 2014. Yep. So join us next time. Um, You can give that a watch if you want. I'm sure it's on all kinds of platforms. Probably Disney+. Plus. Now that I'm thinking about it. We haven't looked at anything because <laughs> we forgot to choose. The Muppets are owned by Disney now. Whether better or worse. So... Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram for any changes, updates, whatever. Our, they're both uh, at Mostly Murder Pod. You can check our website at MostlyMurderButSometimesNot.com. That's going to have pictures and show links and stuff like that. And then you can email us questions or concerns. MostlyMurderButSometimesNot at gmail.com. And uh, that's going to be it this time. I hope this was an enjoyable experience. Yay! <laughs> I had fun. It was a good time. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Your eyelids are getting heavy. You will give us a good rating on all of the production sites. Stop. I can't even edit him out. Yes, Mac. Hey, what are we doing next? Oh, shit. Oh. I don't know. All right, we're going to have to mark it at like a minute ten. Well, Carrie can just delete this part. A minute, one minute ten. I know, but should we like pick it out now? Because I just yes. realized we, yeah, yeah, we probably should true. pick it out. Yeah. Now we're paused. <laughs> I forgot about that. We all forgot about that. Who yeah, wants to do it? About I'll do it. Carrie did first. Everyone's all excited. <laughs> Carrie, because she got interrupted. Yeah. So much. Oh, you know, that always happens. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. It's something that she vetoed before and can't now. Uh-huh. Out of the Past, 1947. I don't know what that is. Um, Maddie seems like she's not into it. Another old freaking movie. We haven't done one in a while. We actually haven't. Like, the oldest one we've done recently is Big Lebowski. Yeah, that was good. That's not old. Out of the Past, 1947. Noir. Movie or TV show? Um, movie. 47? Do they have TV shows? Wasn't... Quiet Life of a Small Town Gas Station Owner, Jeff Bailey is interrupted when a figure from his shady past recognizes him. So it's like a, yeah. Who's in it? Noir. Robert Mitchum. Oh, fuck. A private eye escapes his past to run a gas station in a small town, but his past catches up with him, and now he must Kirk Douglas. to the big city world... Okay, yeah. I've I feel like I've come up against this in the past and not wanted to watch this movie for various reasons. It sounds I... like no one's that excited about it. No, I don't Let's remember. Yeah, it. Just something else. I don't remember what it was. Um, you are hosting the next one though, so just okay. Kirk Douglas and Michael Douglas are like father and son. Father and son, and Kirk Douglas was. Oh, we're not doing this. It's elementary. elementary. Why not? Why not? Because really? we literally just did a procedural. We did just do a CBS procedural. But this with Sherlock. This is. Oh, but we did say the next time Sherlock came out, we'd yeah, have we to do it. I'm on board no. with this. I'm on. Uh, sorry. No, we you vetoed can't. Sherlock last time. Okay, we'll do it. Only we're not vetoing it because it's Sherlock. We're vetoing it because it's a procedural. Fine, procedure. but it goes back in the thing. Yes, well, it will. Obviously. Yeah. I love Elementary. You guys I, don't know. I I'm, like it as well. I'm intrigued. You keep seeing, because I keep posting stuff about it now.
What does it say? Sherlock Holmes, 1940s Basil Basil Rathorn. We're not yeah, doing we it. Did, we, just we, said, did we just said. We just said. We just said. We just said. The only CBS. reason we said no. Hey, Carrie, hold Do up. Do you want a really crappy episode about it? Because that's what you'll get. Wait, is Carrie, it you're Don't hold next? the quality yes. of our no. episodes. We can Hostage. do this. Wow. We can Hostage. do this. Okay, yeah, that's also very good. <laughs> Muppets Most Wanted. Okay. Yes. Okay. We can do that. <laughs> Fine. But you oh, cannot... we're covering Muppets for the second time before we covered Marple or Poirot. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. We did do we Poirot did twice. We did Poirot twice. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, my but God, But Marple. I literally just rewatched all of Marple again, like, in the spring. Which one? All of them. Okay. I watched everything. There's... Wow. I mean, I got them right there. But we have to get... You cannot just veto it every time all. it comes around. I know. That Because otherwise, what is the problem? No, I don't need to. Yet? They're all on um, we Amazon shouldn't. Prime. There's, we've done Sherlock okay. so if you have, you Matt, Are you attached to my... Have said, have said, you're still you're attached to my Amazon excited. account? I feel like we need to take this part out and put it in something. <laughs> we could. We should keep it in the episode. Um, As it after a credit scene? Yeah. We can do that. <gasps> well, we can just say at the beginning, or like there's a special surprise after the music or something. Yeah. Where we, a special surprise. Well, you can hear how, you how we argue about what we're doing said That you really like how we're doing different stuff and like coming across things that we wouldn't normally. And like, that is so much more of I the I guess same. I got kind of excited because I recently watched a two hour long video essay on how bad Sherlock is and how much better Elementary does the character. Okay, that is exciting. But... We will watch, we will watch it sometime. Yeah. It's in the future, and are you excited about it? Yeah. Are you excited about living your life and into the future? Out loud. And we can watch. I know, but ever since we paced everything out, now the idea that something we'll get to eventually is like 10 years in the future. You can always pick it for your No, it is true that now that we're doing every three weeks, things are pretty spread out. You can always do it for your twos. If you care that much. Shall we get on to Katie's notes? Yes. We need a quiet so I can edit. <laughs>